I once went to Vixen's with soda and ice cream. <laughs> you did. You did. I was there, obviously, because it was my place. But, um, yeah, you and your ice <laughs> root beer floats uh, should be a signature. I'm like a beautiful little boy. I'm a little baby boy. I love my, my, my desserts. It's fine. <laughs> you, should, you should start a malt shop then. I would. Listen, if you're listening to this right now, you can just send me money at McSpaceBurger on Venmo, and I will open Ooh. an ice cream shop. <laughs> There's two OnlyFans page coming out. Oh, I can't, I can't keep up. All right, we're <laughs> going to get started because, you know, time's ticking and I no longer like this conversation. Thank you so much. We are out here. Fuck y'all talking about <laughs> Sophisticated Tag. ignorance. Are y'all fucking crazy? That's a fact. Talk Are y'all crazy? Yo, y'all get me tight. Like, I be out here trying to be, be humble. Let's be not get drop. fucking crazy. Sophisticated ignorance. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am Vixen J. And I'm Rovi. Nice to see y'all here for so you guys. You, usually when I introduce myself, Rovi, you, you gotta jump in. You gotta jump in I'm, and introduce I'm yourself. I'm off today. Today's my off day. It's, That's, it's fine, though. It's God, your off me. day? What God, does that mean? Me. That's not how that works. You, you absolutely understand that's not how this works. That's, not, that's exactly how it works. God got me. And the answer is yes. That doesn't make any sense. We're going to just move into introducing our guest for today. I'm not going to entertain whatever Rovi's on. That's fine. I think we should. Um, yes. We have a special guest today. So please, uh, another friend of mine that gets on my nerves, please introduce yourself. Damn, <laughs> Yuki. Damn. It's, hey. it's true. It's that true. That was Wow. That was a double disc. No, not a double disc because you're, you're friend number one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I introduce myself, friends? Yes, you play. Go on. All right. My name is Jade, otherwise known as McSpaceBurger Online. I am a comedian, an activist, a sex worker, a sex educator, and a, um, what the hell else Ooh. do I do? A graphic designer. There we go. Bow. Boop, boop, A person with many hats. Literally. An exhausting multi-hyphenate, I like to say. I was going to say you also have many hats, too. Very I've true. Your, I've seen your hat collection, which is right behind you. Right there. So. <laughs> Basically a Jane of all trades. Or a Jade of all trades. There we go. Trademark. I'm leaving. This was fun. I'm going now. Goodbye. <laughs> It'll sell that, man. Instead of, you know, what Vixen does on the side. Um. <laughs> so, we're just going <laughs> to... Wait, hold on. I just, I need to, hold on. I need to, like, correct myself, because I said I'm a sex worker. I'm not anymore. I used to be. I used to be. I used to be. I'm too tired, old, and broken for that shit. That's a young man's game. Nice. Mm. All right, well. Don't give up. (laughs) Don't give up. Um... (laughs) You can retire whenever you like, and that's just the way the world works, okay? Hey, look, um, who allegedly retired at a young age? Many people. People Uh, retired before they were 30. Who who keeps pretending to retire and then keeps coming back? I don't know anything about sport ball. Was that... That was pretty much everybody. Everybody's like, I'm retiring, and then they come back. Didn't Tom Brady do that? Or A-Rod? 
Something about someone. Sports. I don't know. This isn't a sports cast. <laughs> this is a podcast. Ah, uh, ha ha ha! So what you did there? <laughs> that was clever. Hee hee hoo hoo. so we're gonna start off the show with a segment we haven't done in a while, uh, called "Here for It, Over It." Uh, basically, this is where you just state one thing that happened this week that you're here for, and one thing that you're over. And it can be anything. It can be personal. It can be something on the internet. Uh, but yeah. So let's start with you, Jade. Okay, so to be incredibly topical, I am absolutely here for the Montero music video. As a uh, queer yes. person, uh, first of all, it's fire. Uh, secondly, like personally, like completely uh, green screened videos like really aren't my thing aesthetically, but it's Lil Nas and it's very true to him and it's very good, very well ex- executed. Also, like he went really hard to actually learn how to pole dance for it. So I respect him for that. And also it's making white Christians really upset. Well, it's making like all Christians really upset. Yes. But especially white Christians. Yes, the white Christians do not like that video. I the- watched it and... Oh, I'm sorry. Not to cut you off. No, no, no. But- you go. Go. Oh, no. I was saying I watched the video too <laughs> and it was very... A lot of CGI. So uh, much. I... Yeah, it was, it was just... It was like, whoa. Because I've heard this song before. And then I saw the visuals. It's like, this is not what I was expecting. But it is on brand for Lil Nas X. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Honestly, he- I was like really confused when everyone was saying Montero, Montero, Montero. Because I only know that song by Call, Call Me By Your Name. Ah. Oh. And I was like, oh, it's the same song. Great. Great. Great, 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 great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard the song. And I have not watched the video. But I am very up to date with um, gossip. So I know everything that's going on in regards to the video without actually having to watch it or actually having to hear any of his music to know exactly what's going on. I did see clips of him um, riding a pole, shockingly, um, trying to learn for it. And, you know, I think a lot of a lot of determination, you know, I like his worth ethic behind it. I didn't see the video. I can't comment about it. But whatever he's doing, he's doing it well because people are talking. Whatever it is, because even me, like, I, I've never heard any of his... Well, I've heard Old Town Road, and that's about it. But I, I don't actively listen to little, Lil Nas X, and I haven't watched the video, but I know everything that I need to know about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. He's, 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 he's doing so much for queer people, especially, like, black queer kids. Um, so even if I didn't like his music, I'd be like, well... We need him. Um, something I am over. I am over Quavo. Fuck that man. <laughs> I was going to chime in on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. And I'm over men who are like, you don't know the whole story. Ooh. You don't know the whole story. I don't need to know the whole story. Yeah. That's, that, that's a thing too. Yeah. I don't like a lot of men just chiming in and trying to support, you know, any type of abuse, whether it's physical, emotional, mental. They're like, oh, y'all don't know the story. It's, that's a typical relationship. How is that typical? How is that the norm for you? If, if, if you go into a relationship thinking that you have to argue, you're already messed up from the jump. Like, yeah, pretty much. Well, we, well, you could go with your here for it over it next because I have some thoughts about Mr. Quave, Quave, whatever he calls himself, Quavo, Quava, Aqua, Quava. <laughs> 
Doesn't wow. Anymore. Queso. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling him queso. Ooh, now. queso. No, don't do that. I'm calling I him queso. I'm about to. No, I'm about to. <laughs> Dive into some queso, and I would prefer to not um, think that about him as I'm eating. Okay. What am I here for? I'm here for Women's Month. I mean, I think that we need to, there needs to be more positive stories out. Like right now, I have to say 2021 didn't start out too well with us. Um, Wasn't great. I I can vaguely remember that everybody remembers Gorilla Glue. That wasn't a good look for us Ms. as Jessica women. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to see more positive stories. Like I know, well, yesterday was Doctor's Day and there was a lot of um, highlighted figures, especially African-American, black women, um, women of color that were showing support, you know, because there's, there's a lot of women physicians out now. But I also wanted to, you know, highlight other uh, careers um, like Marseille Martin, she was speaking up for, like we had in our uh, another episode talking about eliminating um, black traumas uh, in her future productions. You know, something that can promote, you know, black, black mental health on a whole. So big ups to all the women who continue to strive and just be the safety net for basically the whole world. Yeah. Women continuously raise the, raise the bar and on top of that, they're the ones that are going to shepherd us into the next generation. Oh, that, that, that's yes. a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. You're just laying like, in the expectations. Well, on, it like, can't be men because we've already it's seen always men continued. are capable. See, this is the cycle. It's always we've, always going to be continued. You got, We do well and we do things to make sure that everyone is encompassed as a whole. And then you still add on a little tier more just so we can uh, achieve something else. Like right now we're okay. We're, 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 we're safe right now, helping others, doing things that's in our natural being. Don't add anything on men's. I'm not adding anything on. (laughs) You sure did. You sure did. You just told us, you just said women would shepherd (laughs) the next generation. You really did. (laughs) And my, what my personal offense is to that is the fact, well, not personal offense, but why can't you, you know? Mm. Why? It's the expectation that you're 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 looking. Jesus was a shepherd. When (laughs) when people uh, when people say things like "Oh, black black women will save us," young the kids will save us. Why? There's no need. If you can say these people will save us, that means that you can actively see there is a problem. So what are you doing to fix the problem? Why are we putting it on black women and femmes? Why are we putting it on the children? They should just be allowed to be children. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is very true. All right. Yep. You two called me out, got double teamed, but respectfully. And on top of that, uh, unfortunately, the track record for men's has been trash. So um, yep. it's, as men's, I'm, I'm, my faith on, on my own you know, chromosomes are kind of low these days. Uh, <laughs> a little low, but no, yes, I would not put any type of pressure or any type of monumental uh, weight on any uh, person of any orientation because that's just too much. Yeah, we're all just trying to do our best to be our best out here, trying so. to get through. Heck yeah. No, no better to do better to be better. That's yep. my motto these days. Mm-hmm. Um, what I am here for is I got my wait stimmy, a minute. Y'all. I didn't Wait, do my over it. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Whoops, you just took whoops. away my layer. Wow. There's a lot mm. of... 
Mm. I'll put a pin on whatever I was about to say. And yeah, please. please. I know you're your... really excited to, but you know, it's really, I'm just over, um, you know, cause I'm kind of, um, uh, fake. Um, I'm over women <laughs> having to do manual labor. My mm. car broke down this week. Um, I had to <laughs> push my car, <laughs> me and my friend who doesn't weigh much, um, but we, we figured out a way to push my car out my driveway and get it into a jump start. And the, the first thing that came into my mind was, where's my man? Which is sad, which is sad, because I always boast, oh, I'm, I'm independent. I don't need a man for anything. I make my own money. I can do whatever I want, yada, yada, yada. And here I am struggling, trying to find out how to change the share, the, the shift in the car, a keyless car to change the gear shift. And I couldn't figure it out for anything. And I only say, thank God I was born in the era that I'm born in. Cause I can use YouTube to help me figure out how to change the shift, put that car in neutral and push it out the driveway so I can jump it. But mm-hmm. you know, I figured it out on my own. Of course, you know, we are again, the safety net. We save everyone's. We're going to figure it out. We found a way, but I would prefer to have saved my time my strength, my energy, if I had a man do it, which is sad, but yeah, I'm over that. I'm over, uh, I'm basically, I'm over being single. I think that's what it is. Boom. Gotcha. I mean, I tell my boyfriend every day that I uh, would like to no longer participate in capitalism anymore. I don't want to do that. Uh, Listen, you understand, you understand. Yeah, like, I love being empowered and shit, but it is my power to choose to do nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You understand fully what I mean. It's not that, you know, I'm, I'm like, no, I hate men. Blah, blah, blah. It's just that I've been brought up to be independent. And when I need someone, you know, because I'm not well versed in cars or mechanics or trying to figure out what the battery problem is or changing a tire. I can do those things. My father instilled those things in me. I prefer not to. Like I choose to, to display my power when I feel like it. But at that moment, I wanted to pull back just a, just a tad bit. So, But I accomplished something. I walked away knowing that I can uh, manually push a keyless car now. And uh, kudos for that. But I'm still yeah. being single. <laughs> Sometimes we learn lessons when we don't expect to learn lessons. So... Where were you? Where were you when I needed you, huh? Well, well, first of all, we are <laughs> we are states away. So, unless you got a telepad or somewhere in that car of yours, there was no way I was helping. <laughs> Absolutely not. As a man myself, which I mean, it shouldn't matter, but I don't know much about cars anyway myself. So, I would have been useless. Yeah. Respectfully. And I'm yeah. okay to admit that, yeah, I would have been, uh, yeah, I could have yeah. been muscle, but I would have not <laughs> figured out how to do anything else. Yeah. And, but I'm glad that your car issues have been resolved. So, yeah. Thank you. you. Back on the road. As I was going to mention before, uh, my here for it is that I received my STEMI today. And wow. And so that, you could have sent me some money to help me fix my car. Ooh, well, That's see, what I'm the hearing. way that timing went. You know, I think I got Vixen, you can be real, real quick with that Venmo. Right. right. But see what happened was. Cash that I cash just, app. Cha-ching. I Zell, just. Cash app. Chase. Like, right. You guys are talking about technology. See, I got a physical check. So I had to like. 
You know, hey, don't lie. Nigga, in the don't year, our, year of our Lord 2021, you got a physical check. Wait, I got a physical check for, for reasons. For reasons. Because I don't, I don't the trust IRS myself. The IRS is on you or something? No, I don't no, know. no, no. I don't trust myself with my capital. So I need a physical check in order to deposit it when I want to and not have to deal with any other types of uh, expenditures or purchases. You know you could get a direct deposit into a savings account, right? How old are you? I'm not here for your slander. Can I, conf- can I finish my like segment, It sounds like you want to put this check underneath your mattress. That, that, that's what's resonating to me right now. That's yes. what they used to do back in the day, and look Second at them game. now. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at them now. They're probably okay, not I'm doing not any judging. better. But it, you know what? If you like it, I love it. That's not true. That's we, so not true. We all know that's not true. That's <laughs> Coming not from true. you, that's a big lie. <laughs> that's fine. Coming from me. Oh. Okay. Big lies. Uh, but yeah, when I am over, similar to what uh, Jade mentioned, the whole Quavo, Saweetie situation, I'm not even going to like promote the whole, you know, there's a clip out there. If you want to watch it, that's on you. But yeah, it's just another example of men being trash. And once again, kind of similar to that episode that we talked about, relationship goals, you don't know what's happening out there until things reveal themselves. So never put these type of relationships or people on pedestals because uh, more than likely, depending on the situation, they'll disappoint you every single time. And on top mm. of that, your perceptions of what relationships should be will be shattered and then you'll seep that into your own personal life and that's not something that you should do. Yeah. Very so true. that good is shit, that shit. on that. And I don't want to talk about Quavo and Sweetie again. Dun, don't dun. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't care anymore. It's it's to a point where, where certain topics get exhausted. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't want to talk about it. I'm done. Funny enough, that's probably going to be one of our episodes, too. I saw a post on Twitter about certain Twitter topics that should not be talked about again. So I think we're going to have a proper burial for those topics by talking Aww. about them and never mentioning them again. Oh, are you going to wear black? We're going to have a home-going service. I might, I might wear black. I might, I might play some, um, you know... End of the road. Why not? Jeez. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be lightly playing in the background because uh, that's what all home growings uh, are about. Speaking of home goings, that's a horrible segue, but we're going to be talking about access today. <laughs> oh, my sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, why are you okay. doing this to We us? got it. All right. Well, there's that. So, yes, <laughs> we're going to be talking about access today. <laughs> and... Uh, We're going to be talking about the different types of access that we have in today's age. Uh, And especially when it comes to, you know, personal relationships, uh, things that we experience online and just the way that we kind of operate ourselves. Uh, You know, it is very challenging, especially now that we're so connected with everything for us to curate or to manage the type of people or the type of access that people have to us and we have to people. So I want to kind of just break down the ones that I've categorized and then we could talk about them one by one. So the first one is digital access, right? We have social media and we have other Mm -hmm. electronic means of accessing people, whether through email or through text or through all these other things. And that's something that kind of takes up most of our day-to-day. We're either texting someone, we're on social media, we're doing all these things. People follow us, we follow others. Uh, then we have physical access, which involves either sex, intimacy, or our physical proximity uh, to someone. And that's usually uh, determined by consent, right? 
and then we have the emotional and mental access to people, which involves being vulnerable uh, with our thoughts and our feelings and really just giving people the opportunity to get to know us on a deeper level. And we have to be stronger in ourselves in order to grant people that access because it is not easy um, having someone tap into your emotions, especially when you're in a space where you need someone to kind of be that shoulder. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I guess to start off the questioning. So, what types of access uh, in your lives currently are you comfortable sharing with others? And what are some that you're like, yeah, absolutely not, can't do it, you know, boundaries up, all those things? Well, as a Leo Cancer Cusp, um, I'm pretty much an open book with everybody. Um, it's really annoying because, okay, actually, I take that back. I won't say it's annoying. You do, when you do put truly everyone on an equal playing field when it comes to access in your life, especially new friends, new partners, and things like that, yeah, you do open yourself up to being very disappointed um, but like you said, it does take, I wouldn't call it strength. I would call it resilience to continue to want to do it and to continue to do it healthfully. Um, but I don't find it, uh, at all helpful for my life to be walled at all. I do think there are certain layers to getting to know me, but I'm pretty much an open book. Like, Vixen, when we first met, we could talk about anything, right? And I think that's that's beautiful, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. There are people who I've cut out of my life who know a lot about me, and the thing is, is because I'm comfortable sharing it with everybody, I don't feel bad when they leave my life. It's not like they're taking a secret with them, and mm-hmm. I have to go track them down. So, I don't know. For me, I think being pretty open on all levels is important. There's like a time and a place for certain things, but otherwise I'm around. Okay. Well, um, for me, I'm probably the polar opposite. Um, I've recently been open to being accessible through the digital world. So I am evolving, (laughs) you know, it took a lot of steps, but I was a very hard rock, you know, with a, a, a multi, multi-layered um, surface. So it wasn't easy to be accessible to me, even today sometimes, you know, through phone, you know, it's an open access through phone, but I still, I still have my moments where I put my phone on do not disturb because I am very aware of my space and my energy and my time. And I know that I can't give it out to everyone. Um, physical interactions, um, it was up and down for me. If I, if I really like your energy, um, I'll get more comfortable and I'll open up with you. If not, you probably won't get a hug, handshake, um, eye connection, smile, nod. None of those things for me. There isn't like some sort of like, uh, kind of cosmic connection, you know, and this is not in regards to, you know, 
males and and being in a relationship but it's just like friendship strangers whatever if if the vibe if your aura is not telling me to fuck with you i'm not fucking with you and i'm I'm closing off you know and um emotionally i think that's the 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 thickest layer that i have um it's hard for me to um to i guess be open to to love and be loved because i felt i felt like i had to have this exterior not I've never had any past trauma. I had a great childhood, you know, nothing negative in my past that happened, but I've seen others and I've seen how the consequences can be after you open yourself up to someone, you know, and they can just crush your, your, your basic, your basic being, you know, and I, I'm a person who sits alone with my thoughts a lot. So if something happened to me in, in that emotional um, realm, I will continue to replay the scenario in my head. Like, what did I do wrong? You know, did I do something wrong? Why this person doesn't love me anymore or why they don't want to be my friend or was there some kind of discord? Because if it doesn't make logical sense to me, I will obsess over it and think about it. So in order to protect myself, I make those layers. So no one is accessible until I think I'm ready for the consequences. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, especially depending on, you know, the type of relationship you have with certain people, you know, we tend to keep ourselves either at arm's length or if, it all comes down to trust. Really, yeah. That's what it comes down to for most of us. It's trust, right? Uh, we have to get to know somebody first in order to feel comfortable to give them access in order for us to feel like, okay, you're somebody in my circle that... I can trust with this information or trust with myself in anything. And by letting my guard down, in a sense, uh, then that is my way of showing you that the trust is there and that you have been uh, deserving of said access. Mm-hmm. For me, and this is actually one of the questions that I had, uh, I like to call myself an open book, but then I also discovered recently that I am very careful with the information that I share even though mm-hmm. I tell myself that I'm open, it's like open with an asterisk or it's like open, but just a little crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the, the air could get in, but it would be more air if I actually fully open. Right. Door. Open. Yeah. Yeah. And because I like being transparent, I like being honest and I like all those things. I, I find there is value in that, especially when it mm-hmm. comes to like getting to know someone or in friendships or whatever relationship that you have. I just know that there were parts of me at a time where I would be very selective with how I share that information. So it's like, I'm not lying, but at the same time, I'm not giving every single piece of information. Right. So people are I left with normal. a lot of like blanks and That's a skill to, to let someone feel as though they know so much about you, but they actually know very little is a definite skill. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that is very true. It is certainly a skill. I don't know if it's beneficial for certain... Certain people admire you being very completely, utterly honest. Like, for example, um, mm-hmm. there was a time... I, I know that this is something that I'm working through now, but, you know, when I would, like, describe stories or situations to people, I would leave people's names out. Only because I didn't feel like that. Oh yeah, type of but I agree with necessary. that. Yeah, I agree for, with that. For, right, but in the in the context of like you know describe because I would have multiple friends, so it was just like mm-hmm. friend A, friend B, friend C, and it was less about me 
you know, not trusting the person I was sharing this information with, but it was just like for the sake of not having to, first of all, I'm, I can be better with names, but on top of that, it's just like for me to have to like recall who and which person and back and forth, it gets to be a lot for me to keep track. So, but there's some, but certain people would feel like, okay, well, you know, what's like, yeah, like extra sneaky, right? You're right. Like, what are you hiding by hiding this person's name or whatever the case would be? So everyone has their own sensitivities to what that looks like. I've been working on kind of getting past that. I don't know. Not really insecurity. That's not the word. But I've been trying to get past that notion of like having to like hide names and hide identities. Because at the end of the day, depending on who I'm telling, they don't know these people. So why... You know, have and plus describing a story. It's with, funny not not to cut you off. It's funny that fine. you said that they don't know these people, but like like you were saying, making yourself accessible, especially in a digital world. Even though they may not know a person, like in today's day and age, if you say a name and you say like their favorite color is purple and they're born in 1986, guess what they're gonna do? Investigate on Instagram, look up some random IG handle with purple 86 and find out who you're talking to. But, you know, protecting your friends is also a a good thing. I think that having that fine layer of, I don't want to say honesty and secrecy, but you have to, you have to be able to make a good judgment call of who you're talking to at that moment and what they would do. What are they capable of? You know what I mean? That's, that's the purpose of having that accessibility, like kind of check. Cause if there's somebody who, who feeds off of negative energy and gossip and they would go and look up, you know, Twitter handle, IG handle, Facebook, what's the last thing they posted. Then, and if that, if that person does that, then, you know, you know, keep an arm's length, you know, like you said, it's trust. It's trust. Yeah. It really is about trust. Who you trust? How do you trust that person with that type of information? Is that how they move? Are they like low-key FBI um, ID channel investigators? Or they're just good <laughs> friends who you can just talk shit with? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's actually pretty normal. That's just Those are just boundaries. Another thing that you end up doing when you don't say names, if they are groups of people who could meet, you don't... Because sometimes you just want to bitch about your friends who did like a tiny little thing and it's not actually mm-hmm. important. But if you start putting like names and faces to those stories when they finally like meet, it's like, oh, you're the person who does all those annoying things. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I don't think I don't think you need to feel bad. But I do want to touch upon, Roby, what you said about the art of making people feel like they know a lot about you when really you've revealed nothing. Y'all don't think that's a little manipulative at all? hundred percent. 100%. Hundred percent. Um, <laughs> so wait, Roby, is that something that you do? Hundo, one hundo p, everybody. <laughs> you can be honest. I mean, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, I let people. I talk. I can talk a lot of um, talk a lot of words, and you'll feel oh, like know. you know something about me. Oh, oh we know you in words. You absolutely have no idea about who I am. You know, if you haven't been there for years to actually like know me, know me, you wouldn't know. So people get, I guess, I guess people get different faces of me, you know, that could key in on my accessibility too. Like you get my work uh, face accessibility, you get my playtime accessibility face, you know, different layers of things. But yeah, 
Yeah, I do do that. I 100% agree. And I watch Survivor. They do this all the time on Survivor. I love Survivor. Oh I am sorry. Here we they go again. Oh, my this God. hundred times. You know, that's okay. I'll find a Survivor podcast, and I'll talk about it. But they do this all the time on Survivor. They tell you what you need to know right then and there, and they, they withhold but so much. They'll say, oh, well, Sarah really said that you don't do anything um, around the tribe, and in fact... They really just talking about Sarah's just doing too much sweeping, you know, so they just they leave out certain information just to bulk up and hype up a story that is partly true, but partly false. It, it, it's, it's a weird dynamic is. Okay. I'm Googling survivor application tips. Because oh, my God. At this point, you need to. This is like the, the third, fourth time you've mentioned this show on the show. Maybe you and should to, just go on Survivor, bud. You should just go um, on Survivor. I probably will be voted off first. Uh, by whomst? <laughs> by whomst? Well, by the white bitches? Yikes. Unless, unless I keep quiet, like, you know, the, the same art. Unless I keep quiet and I tell them things that they want to hear or things that I, they need to know just so they can have that touch of personality and have a personal connection with me, but also fly underneath the radar. Don't make myself out to be alpha, um, but also don't be, um, you know, somebody who could, they could just walk over and, you know, count for votes. But off the survivor tangent, just so that, I don't know. It's hard because everybody kind of does it on different layers. Like, it's not an outright lie. It's just a withholding of information. But like, how do you like, how do you separate the two and try to determine someone's like, I guess, character? You know, in regards to that, like, how how can you? Everyone does it. Every even little kids, like they would they would withhold little things, and it starts from there. You you just withhold information, but you're not necessarily lying because, quote unquote, it's not a lie. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also like the way I see it. Like, um, say, like, there, there are two, you could tell people two things and, and instead of it feeling manipulative, like, I'm not, it's not the intention isn't to, um, make people feel like they know me. My intention is to actually just keep healthy boundaries with myself. So the difference mm-hmm. between, like, me talking to Vixen, one of my best friends, and me talking to a stranger about a relative topic, like, if it's, like, trauma-related... To them, I like to a stranger, I'd be like, oh, yeah, something similar happened in my life. I don't really feel comfortable getting to the details, but I definitely understand where you're coming from. Whereas if I'm talking to Vixen, I'll be like, so this man on this day did this shit <laughs> and this is how I feel about it. And I'm kind of fucked up about it. I've told them the same information, <laughs> but it's just you can also kind of think of it as code switching as well, which is also an accessibility thing. Right. Yeah. Definitely, and I, I, I. Well, I think we all do a level of code switching in our in our lives, depending on our environments, and it, it is certainly seen as a survival technique. But in other times, like I wish I didn't have to code switch necessarily. Mm. I mean, for example, you know, my personal life versus my professional work life. <laughs> um, I wish I didn't have to code switch as much. Uh, I do it subconsciously. I know it. Uh, you know, once again, it all depends on the environment I'm in. It's just kind of automatic because yeah. I've been in different work environments that vary in its diversity and vary in its in my comfort level. I know when it comes to, for example, like people at work, I only tell them so much. I tell them the truth. <laughs> I tell them things that I don't mind sharing with a general audience. 
And Isn't that like an unspoken rule, though? No, yes, but some people are very like. like so some people are very like, that's yo, true. this is yeah, my life. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm telling you all the tea. Yeah. Like you're my sister or blood relative, and I don't yeah, understand yeah. how people could do that. No friends. I mean, it depends. It depends on what the information is. If it's truly like that impactful, like deeply, truly, or not. Um, what's funny? You talk about like your code switching even more now in the pandemic. I am great at code switching. Uh, I have just decided to never do it again. Um, mm. I'm not doing it. I literally mm. sent my manager a meme. I uh, told my veterinarian that my dog was so anxious, quote, you need to put this dog on doggy Zans. Like I said this to a medical <laughs> professional. Um, I don't care anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I'm tired. I want to be a thought in the warmth. I'm done. Like, I can't do it. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I feel like in that regard, I mean, I'm, I, for, after doing it for so long, I, I'm much more comfortable being, there's multiple sides to me. I'm a multifaceted person. I have my cheesy, corny side, and then I have my, like, yo, I can't take the shit side. So it all kind of just intermingles. So, I, I mean, sometimes it may come off as cold switching. Other times it's just like, yeah, I want to be wacky and silly one day. And other times I don't want to kiki and I just, I'm tired of the bullshit. So I it all it just depends me. on my mood. It depends <laughs> on the sun, the stars, the moons. You know, Rovi knows stuff about that, not me. Uh, but uh, yeah, it all depends on the position of, you know, the dipper and Polaris and all those things that. You're trying so hard, baby, to stop. <laughs> I can see, I can see the t- your two brain cells just trying to talk to each other right now. You can, you can tell them to, to put down the two cans. They're done. Not you having two neurons. That's not even a pathway, baby. <laughs> We're just going to move on with the conversation because uh, when you get Roby started, she just, you're so intelligent. Me? You are what? so intelligent, I, friend. I'm code switching right now. <laughs> what? And scene. Uh, <clears throat> this question is pertinent. When is giving access to others beneficial or dangerous? In this case, uh, giving access to both of you is very dangerous. I don't know wow. what you're talking about. Because it is always wow. used against me. I am a not just true. a oh, tiny little person. Come on. I've never that, heard of yeah. that. It's <laughs> wow. a lot. No. Mm. I don't agree with that. If you guys want more of this performance, you could uh, log on to <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, when when is it? When is giving access to others like a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, when when do those lines get crossed? In most case, situations, I feel like with social media, it certainly gets crossed very quickly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's the there's the concept of a parasocial relationship. Are you familiar? No, explain. Okay, so a parasocial uh, relationship is essentially when you have someone, usually a figurehead online, celebrities, uh, celebrities, artists, um, influencers, anybody, right? And they are posting every day and they are sharing their lives slash their work with you every day or nearly every day and you you ingest their content all the time. So you've kind of posited them in your mind as a friend but they don't actually know you that is a parasocial 
relationship. And I swear to God, as soon as people like have watched three of your TikToks or have been following you for like two months, they're just like, all right, I can say whatever I want to you now. <laughs> and yeah. it's awful. I agree. Yeah. I, but the the irony of that is that, you know, when it comes to just the digital aspects of things, we put out there the things that we are willing or uh, we're allowing people to see, right? And of course, you know, as we know from social media, people are going to take all those things, create a narrative, create a perspective of who we are, and then re- try to regurgitate that at us as exactly who we are because in essence the things that we do share on the internet are pieces of who we are it's not the full picture but people will take five puzzle pieces of a thousand piece puzzle and think oh i know exactly what this shit looks like and it's just like no you don't have all the pieces and then if anything if you do have a piece you're trying to shove it in a place where it doesn't belong and that's where you get me fucked up uh for me i try to curate depending on the platform i curate the type of information i share uh, for example, like you're not going to share some crazy ass TikToks on LinkedIn. That doesn't make any sense. That's weird. You yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Uh, I would hope no one's doing that, but that's not something you do. For me personally, I used to post a lot of my personal life on like my Instagram feed at a time. And then after a while, it's just like I, for those people who are following me, more than likely the people, the majority of people who are following me on that platform know me. So why do I have to necessarily post my face all the time? And that's not to knock anyone who does, but that was just my take on it. And I decided to dedicate my Instagram feed to just posting more of my video work. And at that point, you know, like coworkers started following me, other people. So it was just like, I personally do not want people to have access to my personal life because I know I could get ratchet. You know what I mean? So it's like, let me just make this platform universal for everybody. It's a safe space. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but catch me on Twitter. And, oh, now we're having a different me, a different oh conversation. My God. You know, um, I, I think that everyone should at least have one platform where they can be unabashedly themselves uh, without the, the guise of any type of professional or any type of, uh, you know, private eyes that you may not want. And it yep. just helps, you know. Yep. It's really all of that. It encompasses all of that. But it's. It's the platform and the soapbox that people think that they have and they can go into your comments and say whatever they want to say. It's the comment section. It's that, that's, that section is what drives uh, limited accessibility all the time. And even with people that they, you don't even know, like if you comment, you don't even have to comment on something that is yours per se. You can comment on something that someone else posted and in that comment section, somebody will reality, retaliate and just go against whatever you have to say. Oh, yeah, well, I really like that blue dress. It, it shows your figure. So what you're trying to say, a red dress wouldn't show her figure either? Seriously, was that comment necessary? Yeah. Like, I'm- this is the, the, the platform that these people use, you know, again, energies, um, trust, trying to, you know... You know, you could get sucked down a rabbit hole and just have a whole five-page rebuttal against people and you're, like, really into it. And they're just, you know, trolls. They're just trolling the shit out of you just so they can get a reaction out of you. Absolutely. And by allowing yourself to be open to that accessibility, you got to learn to just limit what you say. Like you said, Twitter was my safe space, too. It still kind of is. What happened? 
What why, why the eyebrow? I feel like you... Well, you and I know. You, you said that and then you looked at me. You looked at me. Oh, well, somebody looked at somebody. I feel that, like I'm interrupting something special. <laughs> I, I I'm not sure because maybe he told me something but still lets me think that I know but I don't really know. But um, we love a subtweet IRL. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You just subtweeted me in real life. Wowzer. But I got to... Um, it's private. It's private. Like you said, I need to be my uh, unapologetic self, be my authentic self there, you know, you know, being in the the healthcare field and, you know, have, even though I don't, I don't like being in the limelight, sometimes I just am. And, you know, I always call myself background noise. I'm a good supporter, but my energy gives off, I guess, big alpha, whatever. I'm always in the front. So when I'm able to have something that I can actually can control it, it's meaningful to me. Like, you know, my Instagram is public, my Facebook's public, but Twitter, baby, you got to come through with the keys and the jaws <laughs> of life to come in because that's where I want to vent. That's where I want to bitch. That's where I want to talk about people that I, that necessarily don't follow me. That includes friends, coworkers, mom, dad, whoever. Myself. I just want to say, <laughs> I at you now, but, um, Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a respect for me. <laughs> I actually know, but you know, I, you know, I just want that space where I could just do that without having anybody watching what I write, um, picking it apart, dissecting it, trying to, uh, convey it in their own terms and then twist my words around. I just want to say what I got to say and move on. Like it is it nothing else besides that. Like sometimes I just want to be that surface. It ain't that deep. We don't got to go further than that. I just want to say, Hey, I had a shitty day at work today and move on. Yeah. See, for because for those who don't know who the hell I am, um, my uh, internet presence is really stratified based on uh, platform. So on Twitter, I have like 250 followers. On Instagram, I have like 2,300 followers. And on TikTok, I have 14,000. And... Way, not way back, but like two, three years ago when everyone had a Finstagram um, because they realized the kids were having the Finstagrams and then everyone who was like 25 and up was like, we should be cool too. Um, I had one for a little bit and then I realized I didn't want to splinter my personality or like my life in such a hard and fast way. So I am very honest on all three platforms. Now, because... Social media is not my job, but it's very much connected to my job. I I know that there are certain things that work on certain platforms. So I am absolutely unhinged on Twitter. It is a nightmare place. Uh, it should not be seen or touched or anything. Um, it's scary over there. But also, nobody follows me over there. So like, it's totally fine. Um, on Instagram, it's... My feed is mostly my work. My story is my life. My close friend's story is just like me high, but like New York legalized weeds. So like I don't give a shit anymore. Um, but <laughs> mood. Uh, but but like um, I'm also very honest there, and that kind of honesty is respected mostly. And is seen as very vulnerable. And then I actually went viral and have most of my following on TikTok for being very um, vulnerable online as well. That's what people know me for there. And 
it is sometimes a nightmare <laughs> to be so known um, and to have people feel so comfortable with me. Um, sometimes I get people who trauma dump in my comments. And if you don't know what that means, it's like I'm talking about my thing at a level I am comfortable with um, and I am warning my audience beforehand. And then they're like, oh, you shared. Uh, let me just tell you about this one time when I was five and this mm. happened. Like, oh, whoa, 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 No, I don't want that. So people do that kind of thing. I went viral on Instagram last summer. That comment section is a hellscape. There's mm. a hellscape of mostly men being like, oh, this bitch is so sensitive. Blah, 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 blah. I could only imagine. You have a it's, lot of strength. It's <laughs> Couldn't be me. Sorry. It's weird. People, I enjoy that people feel comfortable with me. I enjoy that people look up to me. And I enjoy that people like find my, find this kind of crazy entertaining. But it's really dangerous when, start, when people like genuinely start to believe that they're your friend. And I very much pump the brakes as often as I can. I'm like, hey, I, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, that's not okay. That's not what I'm here for. Right. And that kind of goes into the next question of what happens when people abuse that access and mm-hmm. how do we communicate that effectively? And not just online. I'm talking about in interpersonal relationships. I'm talking about friendships, romantic, all those things. Like, how do we kind of, put up the block button on some yeah you know this was fun <laughs> you know block is my favorite word <laughs> rovi is queen of the block love that i've been on the other side of uh the block <laughs> button so i should know um, it's healthy it's healthy of course but in real life you can't press a button and the person just goes poof you know this is not I, block I, I used to do that before digital era how can you block someone in real life in right in front of you how do you do that Ooh, baby. Teach us the ways, please. Um, me, I put, up, I put up my boundaries very early on. You know, if you, if you don't, people tend to push until they can't push anymore. And they just, if they can get away with it, they'll keep pushing just a little bit further. You know what I mean? And I learned to say no very early. You know what I mean? I don't interact with a lot of people. Very so... Cool. So that also helps, you know, this is my layer, like my intimate layer, my physical touch layer. This, this all goes on top of my layers. You know, I'm not that, even though I'm sociable, I don't talk to a lot of people. Like I can, I can code switch. I can wear the hat of being sociable in a social setting, but, um, I don't really talk to a lot of people. Like I have maybe a handful of friends that I personally talk to day to day, um, I don't really, you know, sadly to say, I do Do Not Disturb, even before Do Not Disturb was a feature that people knew about. So um, I would limit my access to, to any type of like open sources, even if I'm in my apartment, like even when I was in Brooklyn, like double locked doors, no keys, no um, access, can't call me, landline, whatever. I, I prefer to keep that, but I'm evolving. I realize that I do push a lot of people away and that's not good either. But minimizing people who think that they can take control and just be open to your accessibility because 
just because you're available, that doesn't mean you're accessible to people either. You know what I mean? That part. That it, that doesn't mean that you're open to everybody's coming into your life and then just leaving their footprints all over your place. Like you can't just do that at all. So it has to be a good level. I'm evolving to the other side of unblocking. Um, and now we're just muting. <laughs> Soft block. Wait, do do people know when they're muted? They I'm don't. asking you personally. No. Okay, so, all right, so. That means I'm muted, guys. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) That means I'm muted. I'll fill you in. It's nothing fun. (laughs) It's not not good. I'm glad you're comfortable with this. You know, sometimes, actually, when he'll text me, but like, I just texted you, and I'm like, oh, you did? I'm like, oh, wait, you were on Do Not Disturb. But that's fine. Um, I'm learning to not lean on that so much because that also is um, my safety. That's my security blanket, too. Like, if I don't like something for a while, I just pull away, turn everything off. I'm off the grid, you know? I just turn it off. Everything. Phone, this, that, and a third. I just go back into my bubble. But I also know that I can't do that either because, again, it, it could be detrimental. There's no... The two polar extremes aren't good, just finding the happy place in the middle. But, um, yeah. I, I If someone is too close, I, I usually put the walls up, say no very easily, you know, the blocking. I don't do the, the, the slow, the slow curve, you know, oh no, I don't feel like doing this. Oh no, I don't feel like going out after someone asks a million times, Hey, when are we going to hook up? Or when are we going to get drinks? Or when are we going to finish this, this project that we're working on? And you know, that I don't like that passive aggressive side of people, you know, that's the part I don't like that slow, Oh, I don't want you to be accessible to me. We should be able to talk, especially as adults, about what healthy boundaries are. You know what I mean? And some people, they're just not used to that. Yeah. Not. I mean, yeah. I, no, no, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I think uh, the open discussion of healthy boundaries is something that's actually very new to Western American culture, um, especially the black community. Like, you grow up and it's like, um, you know... A lot of people like, oh, if someone feeds you, if you're out over someone's house and you like don't eat what they make, what they like have just made you, you're still going to eat it. Like that's a boundary. Or it's like, I need you to hug and kiss all of your aunties and uncles, even though you hate all of them. That's a boundary that's just completely like disregarded. So the idea that we can and should advocate for ourselves is just something that's I feel like really new (laughs) and it shouldn't be it's absolutely um it's a shame but to answer your original question about how to deny people access I literally just cut someone out of my life the other week and it went something like this they said something that was the final straw immediately I was they and they were in my home immediately I was like when's your uber coming (laughs) then they left (laughs) And then I took a couple days to see if they were going to respond to me. Well, not respond. uh, Apologize, rather, to me for what they had done that day. And then when they did, which was two days later, I had already made up my mind that I didn't want to do do any of it anymore. So I told them off. And then I blocked their number. I unfollowed them on everything. And I got rid of all the physical pictures I have of them in my house. Like, it's super... It's simple. I won't say it's easy. It's super simple to cut people out of your life. There are mm-hmm. like steps. You know what to do. It's just doing it 
for some people is very hard. Uh, this is where I come in. I am not good at cutting off people. I'm not good at blocking. Oh, I just I know. started doing that recently. Um, let's not let's not play the fake violin. Okay, let's not do that. Thank you so much. Um, no, I'm just not good at it. And I think the reason why is that I'm not good at losing people. And I know certain people have different functions in their life. You know, there's one situation where, as of recent, you know, outside of like a very toxic situation where it's like, all right, I, you know, me and this person have to split. That even took a while, right? Because, you know, not to bring this up again over and over, but the bad ex relationship I was in, you know, um, even when shit was like really hitting the fan, it took me a long time to like actually separate myself from that person because I was so used to, I was so used to the relationship. I was used to the dynamic and I didn't know how to like get out of it. I didn't feel like there was a way out until I had to have others, thankfully, that was supportive enough to like say, yo, this is, you gotta get out of here. You're not obligated. Right. I think it was the, uh, the, it was the matter of me feeling obligated to those relationships that made me feel like, all right, I have to maintain them and not like completely cut off that level of access. So um, recently, I think for me, it has to come down to me realizing that certain doors are just like permanently locked and there's no more, there's no more means of accessing that door again, or there's no more means of even visiting that door. So when it gets to that like mute point, for me, that's where I feel like, okay, I could like unfollow this person or mute them or just never really like communicate with them again. And certain times it's like automatic, other times it's like a gradual thing. Um, and, you know, to that point where it's like, all right, let's get to, let's kind of jump to a scenario where it's like, all right, it is, it is like the bottom of the foundation of, all right, this person is completely out of my life you know, not, you know, not trying to reestablish anything with them, with them again, there are certain times where somehow, some way that person might re-enter our lives in that case. Um, and if you have been in that situation, how do you let them back in? You know what I mean? When you've probably swore to yourself like, oh yeah, no, I'm not doing with this person anymore. It could be a friend, it could be a family member, but there are certain relationships that where after we've closed the door somehow some way the door ends up back open okay so i will hop in on this one and i will say two things um unless it's like uh like a colleague situation where um you're friends with someone in your field and then you have a falling out because personally they suck not even professionally like they're a fine teammate but personally they were shitty to you or whatever and then now you're because you work in the same industry you're now forced to work together like that I think is the only the only reason why that door is seemingly open otherwise you should fucking close it and there's no point there's literally no point I got out of a purely horrifying relationship for nearly two years um toxic narcissistic microaggressive because of course he was white and awful um it was terrible it honestly aged me 10 years 
And I would say, I'm over it, I'm done. And I would tell my friends, I'm over it, I'm done. And then... And then it would happen for, like, another four months, and then I'd be like, okay, like, I gave him another chance, and I tried again, and, it, and then it's a cycle. It's a toxic, it's a, it's a tar pit, those kinds of relationships. So when you do finally shut that door, and yes, we should acknowledge that it is incredibly hard to shut that door. Once you shut it, it's, it's done. It's done. And... I, you know, I'm like crunchy granola, hippie, woo woo, the stars and the moon and energy. I'm that kind of person. And I truly believe that when you take the, the toxic and horrible people out of your life, your life immediately becomes better. The moment you decide that you're going to separate, you will get signs that it is the right idea. Like I had to leave my own apartment because uh, my ex created such a horrible environment and refused to leave last summer and the minute I left the moment I like made it to my cousin's house my friend was like hey um there's a there's an open position at my job do you do you want it and I was like yeah of course (laughs) of course I want it and I don't know why I'm not dropping names. Like, my friend who works at Adobe was like, yo, Adobe's hiring right now. Do you want this position? And I was like, absolutely. And while I was gone, I interviewed. While I was gone, I got hired. And I knew that was everything in the universe saying, yeah, Jade, leave this man. Get him out of your life because everything is better without him. And I, I, I think this is true for friendships. I think this is true for toxic workplace environments. You don't need to reopen the door. You don't need to give people access again. It's it's like one of those parties where it's like once you get in, you can't get out. <laughs> once you leave, you're gone. And you, you just got to let them go. Fly, fly. Yeah. I, I mean, in those cases where, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good example of like something completely toxic. Obviously, it makes sense that that door is closed, shut, slam, no reentry uh, after you leave. Uh, but sometimes there's relationships that don't end that way, right? It's just an unfortunate circumstances where it's like you are not good for that person. And they're not bad people, but you realize that you're not, they're not adding value to your life or you're not adding value to their life. And just going your separate ways makes sense, right? Um, they didn't necessarily, yeah. yeah. Yes, but then... No, no, sorry. Not sorry to cut you off, but... Okay, but we're talking about denial of access to me as a person, right? To you as a person. There's no reason to go that far with things that are amicable, you know? There's a difference between like, oh, we just don't talk anymore. We're just friends now, but like not even really because it's like kind of hard to talk without bringing up the past. There's a difference between that and like... This bitch ran over my mom and didn't even say sorry about it. So I can't talk to her anymore. Like, there, those are to- totally different levels. Like, I wouldn't, like, it, once you get to the point of me shutting you out, especially because I'm so open, once the door is closed, it's, it's closed. Like, you fucked up real bad. There's no entertaining re-entry. Rovi, I mean, <laughs> I more than likely know your thoughts, but please jump in if you, if you must. Well... The only way you can um, move on is if you lose someone, you get someone new, right? Is that the rule? Is that? Yep. 
that that's the oh, rule. It's the number one rule. If you don't, if you keep going back, it's like having an infected wound. You just keep going back. You're not letting it heal. You're just picking at it, picking at it, introducing new microbes, introducing any type of bacteria inside of there. It's just going to keep uh, degrading and deteriorating. And, you know, you're holding on to but so much and nothing at the same time. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's sad because at that at that level, at that stage, that person that you're with has the access to you intimately and physically. So, and also emotionally. So back to, to the different levels of accessibility, they have a good 60 to 70% of that available to themselves and at their will to do whatever they want to. And in order to, again, just to tie things up, to limit their accessibility, you got to know your boundaries and create the healthy boundaries for yourself by saying no and being able to, you know, bounce back and say, this is not where I need to be because it's actually bringing me down worse than it's building me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, good point. I I I could certainly be better at it, Um, especially for those. You need to say no. You don't say no. No should be one of your your go to words. Honestly, you should get it tattooed on your hand. Just boop. You don't even have to say it. Just I I will I will give people the hand next time. (laughs) No no no. Say no. See, I said no like four times. You love no. No no no. You love no. no. I do. I love no. Oh, makes me so warm inside. Oh. I like yes too. Yes is good. I like. And what? Yes. And what example? And what example? <laughs> Be specific. Show your work. That is a accessibility <laughs> level that I'm not um, comfortable. Um, Access denied, bitch. Explaining to, to you right now, but I do love a yes. Do not pass no. only two choices. Okay. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. At least I'm not a maybe. That passive aggressive. That a passive aggressive ass maybe gets me or if or i'm not too sure yet like you know i understand it's it's a coming from a place of honesty but can you put a timeline on like if you need an affirmative yes versus no like that's a whole nother topic yeah we love an enthusiastic yes Yes. Uh, i love a firm no firm and no's at the same time not like a no (laughs) i told you you are not Accessible to this type neither, of information, okay? Neither okay. trying to get in. Hey, you Vixen, got, Vixen, Vixen. Why, 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 why. Yes. Vixen, 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 Vixen. Why are we needling Roe v. when we should again ask for access to the OnlyFans? Did we forget about that? No. Ooh. Did we forget about no, that? No, 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 no. We're not singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We want to know I, what you slide. I'm not going to be little Nas V <laughs> up in here, okay? That's not happening, <laughs> Actually works. VX. Oh, wow. You know what? I'm about to say no to you. (laughs) I can't say no. No. You still can. (laughs) The answer is no. I'm getting better at it. I'm evolving, okay? I have to evolve as well. You are. (laughs) Kudos to you. Claps for you. Well, thank you so much for noticing. Okay? When you can't at me (laughs) on Twitter, then you'll see how the nose uh, play into effect. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Ooh. I I can't see my thing with Twitter 
about like my derangedness and also my access on Twitter. All of my tweets are vague tweets. Each and every one is just me shooting the shit with zero context. You have no idea who I'm talking about unless you were there. All of them are vague. And that's the beauty of it because I just get to be like mad and say whatever the hell I want. Like I feel like I've subtweeted Vixen like three or four or five times in my in our lifetime friendship. Will he ever know? I would simply have to go back mm-hmm. and no. do the research. No. You'll never know. They're all uh, I know very specific things about me. I could deduce. I've watched the episode of Law and Order, okay? Done, done. Oh, not you saying you have a. Oh, no. Didn't you have degree. one the other day when you were doing your research on that? Oh, oh no, no, no. That, no, no, oh, no. Now Mine yours is real. Is real. Show the certificate. <laughs> it's not a certificate, it's a degree. On Next that time, note, we're I'm just going to wrap up the show because <laughs> the bullshit is just getting to a whole time off. <laughs> Hey, I don't have I, the energy, okay? Listen, it's the, fine. the moral of the story here, everyone, <laughs> is that you should just be mindful of the access you give to people, whether it's online, um, emotionally, physically, all those things, and just be mindful of the people that you bring into your lives and the things that you share, too, right? Access is not just a one-way street. We should also be mindful of the things that we put out there on our online personas or to our friends or to anyone else because it can either be used against us or we give these people level of access and then we have to cut it off at a certain point. So it all comes down to how you want to curate the way that you want to present yourself and you should be comfortable whether you want to either deny someone access or grant them access. But it all comes down to the big T word, which is, oh, I was, I was going to let you guys answer the question. Oh, oh, is it a group? Oh, the is only... A, the T-word uh, here is... On the no, only the fans page? You, that that one? I just needed that you to answer that the... Thing? Uh, the, the, the thing? The thing that is banging? The, the, the T-word that access is based on, it's... You mean sliding from the top of the pole? Oh, right. Down that to hell? You know I'm what? Not, I'm not sure. What T-word you are you talking about? You mean throwing that ass back for Satan? Oh, oh, oh. I... That's it. My cards are done. I'm out of the deck. So for the the audience still following along, the answer is trust. I don't know what these two are on. I just want to hear the word trust. That's all I want to hear. mm. Nah. Nah. Never going to get a straight answer out of you two. Oh, boy. I'm not straight. Why would you expect one? Wow. What about your friends? (laughs) Seriously. Oh. This was either the best idea or the worst idea ever. Either way, thank you, Jade, for joining us on this episode. Thanks for having me. Tell the people where they could follow you or, sorry, access you. See what I did there? Uh. (laughs) That sounds like someone's going to give me a fucking pelvic exam. That type of access. Um. All right. You can find me, your boy, uh, at um, Nick Spaceberger on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. You can check out my website, which just went live today, um, mixspaceburger.com, because consistency, brand consistency. And I also have a monthly column in our friend Shantae's flash scene. And I do a lot of stuff online, but you can find Fantastic. me everywhere at McSpaceBurger. Good to know. And yes, for those who might not have known, uh, Jay was also one of our affiliate friends uh, during the four-year anniversary show. So 
check out their work and yeah, get ooh, you some make space burger in your life. Look at that. Put that on the t-shirt. Ooh, speaking of t-shirts, uh, well, you know, we're, oh, we're yeah. teasing slowly but surely about things coming up soon. And one of the hints is t-shirts. So I don't know if that's much. Yes. And I have something but to do But you'll never well. know until we put it out there. So, I mean, this is an obvious <laughs> hint. I don't know why we're even covering it up again, but it doesn't matter. I don't know why you're calling it hint I just said you're just saying. <laughs> Just what it is. <laughs> That's okay. He's giving a lot of information, uh, but I'm not. Uh, Roby knows what time it is. Time. Uh, it's uh. an art. Uh, speaking of access and oh all boy. those things, yes. Yeah, so you can follow me and Rovi on our social media channels if you choose. Uh, you'll probably get more from me than Rovi, but hey, that doesn't matter. I'm evolving. That's cool. That's fine. Um, <laughs> That's fine. What's you know, that? a lot of shade. I'm going to call you. You just said. I am going to. You just said. I'm going to block. Block hey. you. There's no accessibility as of right now. Everybody else who wants to um, follow me, you're going to get full access, but <laughs> I'm not too sure about, you know, fixing J. It's fine. Wowzer. Moving forward. We know. Wouldn't be we the first now. time. You, done you woke up and them. chose violence today. Don't we choose violence every single day? <laughs> no, I choose peace and love. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So you're just going to lie. Cool. Great. Um... <laughs> You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter as well. You can also listen to the show on different podcast platforms such as SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can watch our faces on YouTube so you can see all of the facial journeys that uh, we give every single week because boy, oh boy, when the face does the thing, it does the thing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It'd it be thangin'. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, another episode of the pod has concluded. You all could go and live your best lives until we talk to y'all next time. Ciao. I'm Italian no, you're now. <clears throat> you're not. You're not Italian. Don't do this. <laughs> no, all right. Wow. Later, gators. <laughs> you are a hater. Definitely sophisticated ignorance, and I'm fucking with it.